everybody. This is Dan Woods here at Early Adopter Research, and this is the Designing Enterprise Platforms podcast. We like to look at different ways of using uh, technology to solve problems, and today we're going to be talking about uh, data management. We're going to be talking about uh, using SQL as an integration point. We're going to talk about object storage with people who have joined us before uh, and we've worked with before. Uh, we have Deepti Borkar and Stephen Mee. Would you guys introduce yourself and explain and say your titles? Yeah, sure. Yes, sure. So I'll go first. Uh, my name's Stephen, and great to be back on the, the Early Adopter Show. Uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Ahana, and uh, uh, glad to be here. Uh, my background has been, uh, we used to be at Alexio, and uh, uh, we love open source and distributed systems and the, the data space. Yeah, uh, Dan, always a pleasure talking to you. Um, uh, I'm uh, Dipti Borkar. I'm the co-founder and chief product officer at Ahana. Uh, come from a database background. Uh, we've worked uh, together, Dan, and uh, in, uh, inter interacted in many different past lives, uh, my past lives, and uh, looking forward to a great conversation here today. Good. So let's get right to it. Um, what we're going to talk about today is uh, the challenge that many people have in making sense of what's become a very vast and wide data landscape. And there are two problems that I think we need to talk about that help us understand, you know, some of the things you guys are working on at Ahana and help, will help people understand how better to organize their data supply chains, as I like to call them. So the first problem is that you've got this sprawl of data sources. And you, you've got many data sources from in, in, in many different places. And then you have a variety of tools being used uh, to uh, get at those data sources. So how is it that we can make a little bit more sense of uh, this landscape so that we can have all the tools you know, uh, integrate with one system and then that system integrate with all the data sources so that we don't have uh, you know, a cross product of, of dozens of integrations to support all the time? So that seems to be the first problem we want to talk about. The second problem is how can we adapt to a world in which object storage, uh, the kind that we have on the public clouds, has become a much more important way to store data because it can be used by any type of engine, you know, once you store it in the object storage. And so how does that, you know, object storage become more useful and become more uh, uh, important part of the you know, data management landscape. And so what I wanted to talk about first is, you know, you guys have an approach to solving both of these problems, and it relies on Presto. And so would you first talk about where you got the idea for Ahana and why you think Presto is relevant to both of these problems? So uh, maybe I can uh, give some color from a, uh, uh, what we saw from a market perspective, and that's, that means you know, early adopters that listen to your show. Um, you're absolutely right. There is um, uh, so many, a proliferation of, of data sources. Um, some people call these data silos. Some people call these uh, uh, you know, data lakes uh, and databases. And um, there's more and more bespoke types of data um, uh, systems out there, data management systems. Uh, we say that you know, we used to be at Couchbase back in the day 10 years ago, and that was uh, 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 the best tool for the best job type of thing, no SQL databases. 
So there's, there's many different places where data is, is sitting and, and there's many more tools that are being associated with them. And what we saw with Presto is that that's a, a tool that can uh, uh, help uh, being the single place with SQL being the lingua franca and I'll, and I'll let, I'll let Defty get, get into more of that. But that problem was so uh, apparent that, that Presto is solving that and Presto is growing so much because of that that uh, we felt that we wanted to be a part of that space. So just for people who don't know, Presto is a database that was invented at Facebook. Um, it is a SQL database that was created to handle very, very large scale SQL access to, you know, to really massive amounts of data. And one of the things that very early on did was it allowed that the repository to be object storage, or I think it probably started out with being Hadoop file storage, but mm -hmm. then eventually it changed to object storage. And so it was a, uh, an open source tool that, that, that started there. And then, you know, it really, really spent a lot of time making sure that it could do federated queries across many different repositories. That was a really important mission of Presto being able to do super scalable queries in terms of volumes of data, that was another mission, and being able to handle different types of repositories, that was another mission. So Presto is essentially built to be, you know, this integration point and also built to handle these different kinds of object storage or different kinds of, you know, ways of storing data. Data sources. So now you guys have found that, that, that you had a mission when you started Ahana of, of serving as your first customer, people who had that problem of lots of repositories and also had an appetite for using object storage. So describe like what's happened at some of your larger clients, the way they use uh, a Presto in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, to solve these problems. Yeah, let me uh, jump into that, Dan. So in terms of, um, uh, Presto, it can be used in many different ways. Uh, like you said, it can serve uh, on top of HDFS, uh, which is the Hadoop file system, right? In the Hadoop ecosystem, it can, uh, it can be a layer, a query engine on top of uh, uh, data lakes or object stores, um, as well as many other data sources, NoSQL, uh, columnar data sources, streaming data sources, et cetera. Uh, in terms of usage, uh, the usage varies depending on where the data is, uh, where the deployment is, uh, is it in the cloud or is it on-prem? Uh, and uh, that's the power and the flexibility of Presto. Given that it connects with many different data sources, um, it is a federated query engine, right? That speaks SQL, uh, understands SQL, and translates that down to any data source underneath it. Um, it, it can connect to any data wherever it lives uh, and give you the ability to query it in place without moving, without moving that data to another location or creating a copy of that. And so I would say that those are uh, some of the most important things of Presto uh, and what we've seen in these large scale deployments. Uh, they could either be on-prem or in the cloud, but they query uh, large quantities of data in real time in interactively in an ad hoc way, which uh, was not possible before. Uh, Presto was um, uh, in some ways when uh, Facebook uh, built Presto, it was a replacement uh, for Hive, and Hive is um, another query engine with that, that sat on top of HDFS in the Hadoop ecosystem, which was meant to uh, be a little bit more uh, of a, a batch interface, and not, not really real time. You're not talking about seconds, right? You're talking minutes or hours. 
uh, and presto change that by being in memory, by being fast, uh, by being ad hoc. And all of these um, advantages, if you will, come together uh, and uh, make it, uh, you know, the answer to the first question that you, that you asked is, how is this, you know, is there one tool that can, that can solve all these problems, right? One tool that can connect all these things. Uh, because in 50 years, the language that all these tools on the top speak remains to be SQL, right? And SQL and its anti-SQL specifically uh, is what the tools on the top, whether it's BI tools, whether it's uh, notebooks, whether it's uh, uh, dashboards, um, that's those, all those tools speak SQL. They can talk to Presto uh, and, can, uh, and can get access to that data across all their sources. And that's the first use case that's driving adoption of Ahana, which is I'm at Uber or I'm at you know, Facebook or I'm at some other large company. I've got dozens of groups using data and the IT department is getting sick of having to connect those dozens of groups to hundreds of data sources. And it's saying, wait, let's just say this. If you have a new way of using data, whether it's Tableau or Click or Jupyter or, 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 or whatever, Looker, we will give you a way to connect to Presto. And then if you have lots of data sets, we will make those data sets collect to Presto. And then that just allows all of a sudden IT's life to be much easier. And so just that integration point is what's driving the first wave of adoption. Exactly. Of yep. Now, and so, good. So, so now there are a bunch of problems inside of that. That, that I wanted to talk about that are related to uh, the object storage as well. So the way that this works right now is that if you have data that's in uh, a um, SQL repository, most SQL repositories have some sort of metadata repository so that then, and you, you know what kind of SQL variants that they are. So Presto can generate the SQL to grab the data out of those repositories. But if things are in an object store, the, it has to have somewhere that it knows the structure of that object uh, storage, and that's where the Hive catalog comes in. Could you explain how the Hive catalog makes, allows Presto to do its job with object storage? Oh, uh, sure. Um, you know, uh, I believe that your data is only as good as your metadata, right? Because if you don't have access to the metadata, you don't really know what your data is and you don't know what to query, right? Uh, in the object store world, given that it's, it's based on files and not records and tables, right? You, you essentially have different file formats like Parquet or ORC, and these are the files that represent your data, structured data that's sitting in the object store. The Hive uh, Metastore, um, which is one of the components of the Hadoop ecosystem, uh, is, it's kind of a Uber catalog. It's a, uh, um, it holds, uh, it, it can hold uh, the metadata for the tables that are represented in the object store underneath. Uh, there are other catalogs like the AWS Glue catalog in the cloud that is also getting popular. And so there's a couple of different approaches in terms of managing metadata for the object store itself. Now, um, Presto, like uh, uh, any query engine, you know, in, in the database, et cetera, needs access to the catalog so that it knows what tables, what columns uh, to pull out uh, of the data that's sitting in the object store. And so it, it, you have to actually connect Presto 
uh, to a catalog, uh, uh, to an external catalog or hive meta store that's being managed somewhere that has this information uh, or AWS glue that's sitting somewhere. Uh, and once you connect it, you can then create tables or read uh, query data that through the Hive catalog, because you understand the representation of the data underneath it. So, and then the way that this works with like a typical tool like Tableau or something is that, and in using Ahana as an integration point on top of Presto is Tableau asks Presto, give me the metadata for these tables. Presto then goes to the underlying store, gets the metadata, and then delivers it back up to Tableau. So Tableau only has to know how to deal with Presto's, Presto's metadata uh, interface. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all you need is the, you know, the typical JDBC or ODBC interface that we've been using for years, and that really hasn't changed. And that stays the same, and then Presto underneath will talk to the Hive Meta store, uh, pull the data that's needed, uh, and give the required information back to the tool on the top. Got it. Now, how would you, once you have this going, you now have the ability to, underneath this Presto abstraction layer, do different things where you can move repositories from, like say a Teradata database into object storage or from an object storage into uh, you know a high performance you know uh, uh, SQL like Teradata or whatever. You can go different. You can go both ways depending upon your use case. But what kinds of things have people been doing once they have this integration point in? How is then they use that abstraction to actually make moves? I mean, have people done like retirement of? Have they reduced the number of engines underneath it, or have they you know used it to expand the umbrella you know of supportive data sources or or all of the above? Yeah, so maybe I can comment that uh, there are people that are absolutely looking to offload workloads that are on um, uh, some of these legacy systems. Uh, and instead of necessarily copying the data all into a data lake and running a, an engine on top, of, like Presto on top of that, they can query it in place and then over time move that. Um, this starts to uh, change the dynamics of these vertically or oriented legacy systems in terms of uh, what, uh, what it's used for. And, and we think that that's a, a pretty exciting um, use case. But what we've seen initially is that the ad hoc uh, interactive analytics problem, that use case is the one that is, uh, the, there's no better architecture than a federated architecture because it doesn't require you to copy the data from one place to another. Uh, and and uh, just so you you can do hypothesis testing on it and to run forwards and backwards on it And so uh, we think that's the first use case that uh, any company can derive a lot of value instead of queries taking you know, hours of time and batch mode types of approaches the uh, Presto gives you seconds of, of uh, interaction uh, uh, Seconds of response time and that is uh, really uh, some of the best value and what HANA is doing is we're trying to make it so everyone can have the same type of, of platform that not just the companies like Facebook and Uber and Twitter have and, and making that easy to use. And just to make sure, I don't think we've covered this, but we probably should have, and that is HANA is a commercial distribution of Presto. It's, you sell support for the Presto distribution. At this point, you don't have premium features or anything like that, but you're basically selling a supported version of Presto, and then there's a new foundation that has been created by Facebook that is yeah. trying to 
bring governance to the Presto project? Yeah, maybe I can comment on both of those things. Number one is uh, uh, we are an early uh, a member of the Presto Foundation. Uh, both uh, Dipti and I are very closely involved uh, with the Presto Foundation, which is uh, hosted under the auspices of the Linux Foundation. So it's kind of like uh, CNCF is hosted under the Linux Foundation. And uh, the whole purpose of, of Presto Foundation is to uh, uh, make an ecosystem of, of uh, companies that are involved to support the open source project. Just like Kubernetes became very widely uh, adopted across uh, and supported by many, many companies, so is uh, the goals of the Presto Foundation. And so uh, we, we, we absolutely are focused on the open source. And yes, we provide support for companies um, that may not have the, the uh, operational experience or um, uh, the, the goals themselves of, of maintaining a cluster themselves. So, so uh, we offer uh, very easy to use versions on AWS Cloud and uh, uh, we provide commercial support for those customers or they can just use those versions for free and run them, them, them themselves. So that's what we offer today. Yeah, and Dan, as you asked about a Hive Metastore and the integration and things like that, sometimes it can be quite, quite tricky to integrate it. Uh, and just to get started with Presto, you, you need access to it. And so one of our offerings is the, is the Presto DD Sandbox uh, on AWS, which comes bundled in with the Hive Metastore, uh, as well as the, uh, the Postgres database that sits underneath it to track the, the metadata uh, that uh, for data that you create in S3 or that you integrate with in S3. And so it's one way that we want to make it easier for the community and the users to get started, started with Presto uh, and uh, use the sandbox to, uh, uh, to try it out. And then just to make sure we have a good clarification, when you use the Hive you know, Metastore, you don't have to have an HDFS file system anywhere. You can just use the Hive Metastore as an independent unit. That's right. That's, That's right. Got it. So now, if you look at then the problem, there's a couple of tricky parts to this that I think are being dealt with differently by, by different um, uh, technologies. So one of the things we talked about when we did our preparatory call was the idea of, of federating queries across repositories. And at this point, that's not really the point. The point is just to deliver up through Presto one repository to a consumption. It's not to say I have five SQL repositories and I'm gonna do a federated query over those repositories. Right. Do you think that that's because the way that people have stored data up till now has been all about just putting everything that's related into one SQL repository? And do you think eventually there'll be an appetite for a really a real federated repository? I mean, a real federated query. Uh, yes, great question. So, um, as you know, when we as we've worked with users over the past few years, right, and customers, what we've seen is that every organization kind of has a method of um, organizing their data, right? And each business unit might have a different repository or different data source, right? And so, if you're in finance uh, and your data is in, um, let's say, Redshift, as an example, then that's what you want to query, and it's, just, it's the platform team's responsibility to make that accessible and available. Uh, the marketing team may have a different data source. The uh, the engineering teams and uh, product teams may have different data sources. So. Um, it is, uh, depending on the organization, you may have different data sources 
And that's kind of the starting point where you, you basically have different teams accessing different data sources coming through Presto, right, as you mentioned. And you, uh, uh, you may not have as many cross data source joins, right? Uh, but increasingly to be data driven, um, you, uh, you have uh, data science teams and uh, data analysts, we'll call the data hacker analyst who uh, wants access to all of this information across the enterprise. It could be enterprise data, it could be clickstream data, it could be telemetry data, uh, behavioral data. Uh, and that's where some of these cross, um, cross data source, cross database joins come in uh, to, to truly be data driven and to get more insights of the data across the entire enterprise. So uh, it might start off simple um, uh, because the platform team wants to really enable access to the data in a, in a flexible way uh, with, with one system to serve up all. Uh, but over time, uh, we see that changing uh, to answer your question, whereas you, as organizations get more data driven, they would want to access and correlate um, various different data sources um, and, and get more insights from it. And this is where object storage comes in as a really interesting solution, because let's say you have data in 20 different repositories. You can do the data engineering to bring it out of those repositories and create a set of well-behaved objects in object storage that then integrate all of those, you know, 20 different repositories together into a coherent form. And then you can go against those from object storage. So it's with a two-step process, you can pretty much integrate anything you want, you know, and then serve it up from object storage. Have you found that anybody is doing that sort of uh, uh, pattern? I'll just comment that uh, we're seeing that object storage is becoming very, um, uh, it's the lowest cost for uh, by place to put your data. And so uh, you can say S3 is the biggest storage system in the whole world now, AWS S3. And everyone has picked up the S3 interface as uh, the, the way to do it. And so uh, that is, uh, now whether you form it in the right way, now people are just dumping it into there. And there's what we see happening is many data lakes, although they call it you know, a data lake, there, there's multiple ones. Just like Dipti was saying, there's different departments that will each have their own data lake. And, and now uh, that's going to be uh, uh, what people are, what we see customers doing is they absolutely use that as their, their uh, uh, place for most of their data and they run Presto against that. Uh, but then when they need to do some ad hoc analytics on another piece of data and they don't want to necessarily put in their, their data pipelines and ETL it, then they can uh, use Presto to connect to those other data sources too. Yeah, and Dan, uh, you know, what, the, what you brought up here is, uh, is a concept, and you probably heard this word, they used to be called data marts, <laughs> right? Uh, they used to be called data marts because you had these big data warehouses and uh, uh, then you wanted a clean, small version of the most useful data and you you know, kind of put it in a, in a cube, uh, also called cubes, uh, you know, OLAP cubes. Uh, and uh, you can use many different systems now to store those data marts or those cubes or that, that clean data. Uh, data Lake becomes a good option. It's a cheap option, uh, but it, it's not necessarily the highest speed option, right? And so if you truly want fast aggregates, things like that, there are other options that are coming up like uh, uh, Pino and others that are, uh, coming out to be good, small, you know, data marts uh, that could uh, 
uh, give you better performance on your queries because uh, uh, S3 at the end of the day, it's more of a file system. You can push some, some of the predicates down, uh, but to get the most benefit from a, um, uh, optimized uh, data query engine on the top, you want to push down processing as far as possible, right? And uh, if it's a true database, you can do that uh, a to a large extent. Uh, with S3, you can do it to some extent. So let's now get to some of the hard questions. Um, you know, the first question I want to ask is about your business model. Um, you know, one of the reasons that the Hadoop universe, you know, was, it was so difficult for people to create a you know, thriving business is that they had a uh, open source project and it was then supported by three different companies and then uh, it was also usable as open source. And so the pattern was created where uh, people were using Hadoop if they got to be using it, you know, in very large, you know, uh, uh, sophisticated companies, they would just support it themselves because there was a thriving community and they could do that. And they wouldn't use support from any of the, uh, the three distributions. And then when it came to starting to support the distributions, the distributions were sort of arguing with each other and creating three different products. And so this idea that, oh, open source, no lock-in went out the window. And, you know, the MapR was a completely different product than Hadoop or, I mean, then Hortonworks or Audera. And so now already, you know, we've got Ahana as a Presto distribution. And we've got, you know, uh, uh, the other Presto distribution that, that's been around for a little while that came out of Teradata. And so how are you guys going to make money and avoid the similar fate? You know, how, how are you going to make money off of a support model? Because, you know, and, 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 and what, 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 where does Sahana go to, to kind of become a successful startup, not just a successful yeah. curator of open source? Yeah. So Sahana, uh, 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 first of all, we are, uh, we're, we're packaging up the open source Presto DB. And so uh, that is, uh, it's not, uh, we don't really call it our own distribution because we, we put, put it together, but it is that exact Presto DB uh, open source project. Okay. And so we think that's important because it's been, uh, this has been open source since 2013. Um, uh, it's been seven years and it's been pretty widely adopted by the data-driven large internet companies like the uh, uh, Twitter and, and uh, uh, Pinterest and others that are, that are uh, uh, LinkedIn that, that have pretty big data teams, that data platform teams that, that leverage uh, uh, that, that analysts and, and others are using and scientists use. And so with, with uh, uh, HANA, what we found is that there's a number of people that would like to get the same benefits, but they need to have something that, uh, and they'd like to use the open source, but they, they need uh, uh, commercial support for that. And so we're kind of more like, uh, uh, at least uh, uh, the model of, of that is we just say, look, you can use the open source. Uh, if you'd like to get the help, it's the open source license, and you can just purchase us from us, which is a support model that is flexible. And uh, I'd say that, uh, that is uh, something that the market needs, and that's what customers are asking for. Now, there's an alternative, which is you can go get a proprietary version of Presto, you can pay for uh, an enterprise subscription of that, and, and we know how that, 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 that model goes too. It has more of a, the, the people trying to use, uh, get you to use the proprietary stuff, right? And once you use the proprietary stuff, they say, we got you, and, and uh, you have to continue using that. I, I know how that goes. We don't have that today. 
we're, we're, we're seeing that there's a, a group of people that are comfortable with that approach. And if you go back to the Hudib land, yes, all three of those companies did, did fairly well. Uh, two of them were, are, were became public companies. And that is a, a, you know, a good indication of, of that there is room for a large market for multiple players to, to participate in. So today, that is our, our approach. And we want to be the, the folks that support PrestoDB and, and uh, 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 welcome people to use it for free or use, you know, work with us as, as people who contribute to the PrestoDB code base and are involved with Presto Foundation. Got it. So, well, so let me talk then a little bit about some of the more interesting product directions that you could go in. Um, the because it seems to me that that in order for Ahana to kind of you know kind of give more value to its customers, at some point you probably want to kind of solve problems that are related to the core problem of using Presto. And it seems that. One problem is, you know, the Hive Metastore was never intended to be a object storage catalog. Mm -hmm. uh, it was intended to be a, a metadata for uh, HDFS. And so it seems one really interesting area is, and there, where there's a lot of activity, is, you know, being a catalog for object storage. Now, of course, you're also talking about being an integration point. And you know the idea is, if you're an integration point, then you have to be able to allow people to find data they're interested in. And there's been a bunch of different startups that have been in the business of helping be that catalog and being the place to be the discovery catalog, not just the metadata catalog. So that seems like another uh, area that it would also you know, be natural to, uh, to extend in. And then finally, the, the, the last area is, it would be great to be able to have a federated query that wasn't just bound to object storage. So in, in, to make it a one-step process, like right now having to do the data engineering, put all the engineered data into object storage, and then do queries off of that is a perfectly fine way to do it. But a real federated query would allow you to actually choose data from any of the objects, you know, any of the sources, and then create a query against that and that's a whole different kind of optimizer than really exists in most different systems and the question is whether there's really an appetite for it so i know that you have you know your own product roadmap that's not completely revealed but what do you think about the the, the urgency of solving all of those problems which which do you think are the most urgent which do you think are going to you know be the most uh, uh popular to solve yeah it's a it's a great question um you know, I think uh, what's interesting is that with the, the separation of the storage and compute, right, where you have a compute and query engine and everything, you know, on the top kind of separate and then the, and the storage layer completely separated out, which is the object storage. It's created, it's recreated uh, the same problems that the database world has solved uh, over again, right? Because uh, the database stack, um, it was a fully integrated stack. And it had the catalog, it had a, a buffer pool, it had a transaction manager, all of these things, which you kind of needed uh, to be able to understand the storage layer underneath uh, and uh, query it, optimize it, and do it in a, use, you know, in a, in a uh, performant way. Uh, we now have um, a catalog, which is a separate system, right? We, have, uh, we are starting to see uh, uh, for frameworks, format frameworks like Hoodie and Delta Lake, which are more transaction managers as a separate a separate piece uh, we're starting to see other buffer pools things like that 
And all of these are just small pieces that the query engine typically works with, right? And so if Presto is the core um, uh, heart of the system, right? Uh, it needs access to the catalog, it needs access to the transactions, it needs access to other data. It could be a good way to in, you know, inter, in, in, connect all these together uh, to make it easier for the users. Because once you've solved that, um, understanding and using the data lakes and object stores becomes significantly easier. And so for sure, that is, you know, that is a direction that uh, uh, many different companies are going in. Uh, I'm uh, particularly interested, given my database background, to see how the database stack, uh, what does it look like now in a disaggregated environment? Because you still need all these components. And how do you get them to work together so that the users don't have to figure it out? Because otherwise, you have, instead of one database, Teradata, DB2, or you know, pick, pick a database, you now have to deal with five different systems and integrate them together and figure it out. Right? Um, and, uh, uh, and so we'll, we'll look at each of these. Um, you know, and I think that uh, the sandbox, with the sandbox, what we've done is we've, we've tried to integrate an existing catalog. Uh, HMS is a, is a good enough catalog, uh, and uh, uh, most users uh, have access to that and, and use it. Um, and so that's one of the directions that we're going in. And uh, we look at the other pieces and see um, what, what does the market truly need? Uh, do you truly need transactions on analytic data? Maybe, maybe not. Um, do, you, uh, uh, do you need, uh, you know, how much of a performance improvement do you need on the existing Presto? Um, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, a spectrum, right? It's a continuum where you start with some major optimizations, which give you big bang for the buck. And over, over time, then you, you'll optimize little at a time. Got it. And do you think that we're going to just see a lot of competition on the, the metadata catalog for object storage? You know, you, you mentioned Hive Metastore is the, the sort of established way that a lot of people describe it. You mentioned the Amazon Glue catalog, and then there's a variety of other um, uh, uh, technologies that are also seeking, like Presto, to, to you know to reach out and incorporate uh, a uh, object storage as a first-class object. Do you think that you know we're going to have like is the catalog going to be sort of like the uh, the next point of, of, of competition for ownership of the customer? Good question. Um, you know, you have the whole discovery, data discovery, metadata catalog, MDM market, right? Which I see as a different market, right? Uh, because that's figuring out the master data over the entire organization, not just object storage, right? And uh, just for object storage, uh, the two today uh, seem to be most popular. There aren't any others that are coming out. Um, and it's just a means to an end at the end of the day. Uh, the biggest, the the biggest use and the biggest uh, uh, um, problem that uh, and the value that customers want to bring out of their data is what the query engine gives them. Right, the query engine gives you the answers that you need, and the catalog, the transaction manager, etc. They are pieces of the puzzle that you need to get to those answers. Uh, and so um, I, you know, I tend to say the query engine and the optimizer is the heart of, of the database, right? Because it, it's, and, and the brain in some ways, because it knows exactly where to go, what data to pull. Uh, and so it'll, it'll be difficult for individual, uh, you know, companies or projects to be uh, 
successful by themselves, they'll probably be consumed as a part of the, the query engine. Got it. Well, I'm really eager to keep track of your progress. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems like that uh, there's a lot of work to be done to, to kind of make you know, the integration point um, work um, and also make the, uh, uh, the object storage as accessible as possible. Um, there's all, there's all, just, just before we go, let's just talk about the different approaches and you know, what you see as strengths and weakness of them. So if you're looking at all the different ways I could use object storage and I could use an integration point, you know, you've got stuff like you know, Dremio, you know, where you, know, you can put Dremio in front of object storage. You've got stuff like Snowflake or Actian where you know, those are both have databases that you could put in front of object storage. Um, you've got environments in which you can use object storage sort of as a file system like the Okera uh, stuff where you can make mm -hmm. object storage, you know, look like tabular data, you know, so you can access it that way. Um, you've got things like Kubel, which are all about integrating a bunch of open source projects together and making that more useful. Uh, you know, what do you see, like, you know, the, the strengths and weaknesses of all that landscape and why is Ahana, you know, in a sweet spot? Maybe I'll just comment and I'll let Dipti go. But, uh, I, you know, one of the things that uh, we saw is that Presto is, as an open source project, the fastest growing project in the data analytics industry right now. Uh, on uh, DB engines, we, we, we've been following this for over a decade and we see how uh, these different um, you know, data management systems are, are rising. Presto is the fastest growing at number 25 for, for the relational data management systems. And, and it, it's jumping by leaps and bounds. And, and, and so if you compare that to any proprietary system, um, you just, you know, open source is the way to go on this. And if you compare Presto open source to other open source projects that you, you know, some, some of the companies you mentioned or the projects you mentioned have, have open source projects underneath, um, uh, Presto has just by far already been picked as, as the, the, the most modern, most uh, 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 performant and, uh, for this federated architecture that's needed in this heterogeneous world that we're moving into with uh, you know, on-prem, cloud, multi-cloud. Uh, so, so no the, the analogy would be saying, look, Presto is Kubernetes, not Mesosphere, in terms of technology <laughs> to the, uh, the, the container management space. Yes, you could say that, uh, and, it, and it, it's certainly uh, not, you know, VMware proprietary stuff either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, Dan, we've made, we've, we truly believe in some fundamental assumptions, right? Number one, we believe in a community approach, which is the Linux Foundation approach, right? That as a community, we can build a better engine and, uh, and there are more hands on it and there's more innovation. Um, number two, we believe in the disaggregated stack, which means that you query in place and you don't consume the data, you don't ingest the data in like a snowflake, uh, which is a more traditional data warehouse approach, right? Uh, because while they say that it, you know, you, it, the data lives on S3, it's in their own proprietary storage format, right? And so you still have to ingest the data within Snowflake and, and you know, uh, have, it, have it there. With Presto, you, we believe in, uh, you know, 
in in place query right as opposed to ingesting into the system uh ingesting into is an optimization right uh which can give you better performance and that can be done in many different ways uh and we'll we'll you know we have uh, good uh, ideas on how we'll we'll be doing that or solving that problem and the third thing is um that uh data will fundamentally be distributed it will be nearly impossible to have all your data in one place it whether it's a data lake whether it's s3 whether it's um you know even uh, we, we tried that i i think it was called hadoop <laughs> you know we tried to aggregate all everything in one place and you know people try to do that with hdfs but fundamentally because of polycorp persistence because you need specific types of databases for specific problems um data will be distributed across different flavors and that's why the abstraction which is presto with sql which is the lingua franca exists right and and it will only grow from this point on so those are kind of three very fundamental beliefs uh and assumptions you can call them assumptions beliefs we for us their beliefs uh, we're betting on right uh and so that's 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 kind of why we uh steven and i um uh you know created ahana and are uh, very excited about uh, future directions excellent well this has been a good uh podcast we covered a lot of interesting ground as usual it's really nice to talk to you guys again Thank you so much for joining me. It's, uh, it's Deepthi and Stephen from Ahana, which is easy to find, uh, and that's uh, Ahana, like A H A N A, dot com, not the Ohana from Salesforce. Things <laughs> thing. So it's A A H A N A. And why don't you tell us what that name means? <laughs> Uh, okay, right. so uh, uh, Divdi came up with this. It's uh, you know naming is always difficult, but I had a few requirements. How to be this started with an A. Uh, how to be available, uh, and uh, you know hopefully related to something that you could spell or, or, or you know similar to English. Uh, it is a Sanskrit word, and, and Sanskrit is is uh, you know an ancient uh, language uh, from India, and uh, uh, it means the the uh, early rays of the sun. And so you can think about picturing the, the the sun coming up, or maybe like Teletubbies. If you if you ever watched Teletubbies, <laughs> the, the, the rays of the sun, and that's the federation, and it's shining light. It's bringing light to different data sources that happen to be in those data lakes and their databases. And uh, uh, the center of the sun is is Ahana, right? And that is the uh, what uh, based on Presto uh, DB and has other components that uh, are all coming together and making that. This happen every day, uh, rise and you know, rise and shine, and it just uh, works really great, and and it provides the insight that your organizations need. So that's where Ahana comes from. We're excited that we we have the the both the dot com and and we go by dot io, uh, but if you go to the dot com, we we have that too. So uh, great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Dan. Really appreciate it. It's great Take to be care. here.